0: Please.
1: Hey, what's up, Builders? It's your girl, Cantonette, the blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF podcast. This is the first installment in the It's a Shame series, and I have Leighton Galloway here with me. Go ahead and say something for the Builders, uh, Leighton.
2: Salutations, everybody. My name is Leighton A.B. Galloway. It is nice to meet you all. I am um, a choreographer, student, military member from Silver Springs, Maryland, but lives in Fayetteville now and currently works around those circles but yeah
1: hi awesome and I've known you for a few years now but this is the first time we're like actually talking on this level so this is going to be a really interesting conversation
2: yes I'm excited
1: yeah me too so let me start it off with uh how do you believe we shame each other as a society what are the ways that you have seen
2: Okay, girl. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> go ahead and get ready.
2: <laughs> right, but it's like there's a multitude. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make it kind of brief, mm-hmm. and we can ask the questions to develop. Anywho, um, uh, okay. words. All right, but like, um, we shame each other. We shame ex- sexualities. We shame, bo- Ooh, oh, Mike, shame body sizes. We shame um statuses. We shame races. We shame um. We shame money, whether someone has money or not. We shame um, abilities such as um, someone's handicap or not. Mm-hmm. We shame anything that we consider out of our own consciousness of what we consider to be right, our own world.
0: Mm-hmm. And we
2: press that view along with other societal um, building blocks of just like torment and oppression <laughs> that yeah. is built on us daily. But we also take our own views of the world and press that on other people and we shame those people, and we're also shaming ourselves, so it's just a constant shame circle of everything, because we're honestly really upset with ourselves, and yeah. like that's, that's another story, but yeah, that's a...
1: I love that, I agree, I, when I started thinking about this, it, of course, with most episodes, it was a blog for, post first, so you can find this uh, blog post, it's a shame, on Let's futures.com if you want to read up on it before you listen to it, or after you listen to it
0: <laughs> um,
1: but yeah so I talked in in that blog post I talked about colorism I talked about body shaming I talked about financial shaming um and it's just so many different ways that I realized like we teach each other how how to shame ourselves and shame yeah. one another. and so we call it different things right we call it racism we call it you know sexism we call it homophobia we call it so many different things but at the core of it is is how we teach each other how to be ashamed of something that usually is outside of that person's control. Um, And I just thought it would be a good discussion to have and to kind of break these things down and and find the nuances in them and kind of also call ourselves out too.
2: Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) Because I think that's the important part of any conversation is that you have to realize that you might be a part of an issue. Yeah. It starts with you to kind of uh, change those habits that we learn as a society so what's your earliest memory of feeling ashamed of something that was outside of your control
2: I talk about this memory all the time my friends Mm -hmm. so it's weird because you know as a child like early early child you can remember the first time you came into your consciousness Mm -hmm. because for some people when they're little little they can't remember that but the first time they come into their consciousness that's their first memory so it can be at three, it can be at four, but it's the first time you actually snap into it. Mm-hmm. The first time I came into my consciousness, I think I was maybe five, five-ish, I think maybe six, because I'm trying to remember if I was elementary school or not, probably was like five or six. Right. And I remember I, I woke up into myself and I'm seeing, I'm playing with Barbie dolls no one's around everyone left me they always end up leaving me alone so I'm just like okay I'm playing with Barbie dolls I'm just like oh cool fun
1: you mean the other kids left you alone
2: no like my family like I'm okay. downstairs in my house here's the picture
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> you no
2: know, you find it's a two-story house um and the little den is down right by the stairs mm-hmm. and everyone else is like either upstairs or outside or like just doing their business minding their business right. so I'm and this is my grandma's house. So I'm downstairs, I'm playing with the Barbies. And I'm just like, okay, cool, cool. My um, step-grandfather comes down the stairs and chases me around the house so he can beat me because I was playing with the duels. Oh, wow. Mind you, I don't, I have no other realization of past conversations or what happened before. I have nothing, just maybe spits and glimpses of me living before. -hmm. But this is my first conscious thought is running for my life. Right. Because for kids, even though, like, there's a little punishment, everything, as you grow, your existence becomes more. Mm -hmm. Each time, each and in those moments, that's your entire existence, and everything is a new experience for you. So I couldn't decipher that I was just like a punishment moment. I deciphered, I'm running for my life once I was calm, and now I have to run for my life, and I don't know why.
1: Right. Did they try to explain it to you, like give you a reasoning from their own understanding of what that was about?
2: Um, I don't talk to him anymore, but it's pretty much because I've been bullied in home and out of home my entire life before I knew what sex was before I knew what anything was I was bullied so some of the things they threw out was like faggot they threw out fruitcake. they threw out on milk and cookies they threw out like like this is wrong you can't be like this I'm just like what is going on right
1: this is just <laughs> who I am like
2: I'm, I'm just playing with doors I'm just by myself mm-hmm. like yeah so that's my first like example of shame was my first I- memory of consciousness
1: I had a hard time with this question because I didn't know where, because like you said, like you, when you're a child, you realize different moments when you become conscious of things. I'm one of those people. I had this conversation probably a couple of days ago where it's just like, I I can remember things from when I was two years old. So my memory is, is intact and it's pretty vivid. But when it comes to like, I guess those hard moments, I don't, Remember those until like a certain age. So one of the ones that I remembered, and I'll (laughs) just share, not to make it so lengthy, is um, I was in kindergarten. Yeah, kindergarten, and um, I remember distinctly all the other kids. They had this. I don't know if y'all ever had like they had a numbers block like sheet where you had Uh to you had to do the numbers one from one hundred, and then after you finish, you can go to playtime and. And you can choose different stations you want to play at playtime. So I was never good at numbers. And I didn't realize until later it's because I was dyslexic, right? Mm-hmm. So I would switch my my uh, fives, my numbers around, my fives would look like S's. It was just all bad, right? And sometimes I would get it depending on how anxious I would get. And sometimes I wouldn't. So I remember all the other kids had finished their worksheet and I remember the feeling that the teacher, I was the last child on the little on the ABC carpet, the little colorful carpet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she was so frustrated with me that she didn't understand why I wasn't getting it. I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know, lady. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, so I, and I felt the shame. I felt stupid. I felt like I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough as with other kids that got to go play. And so finally she just it was like, you know, just go play. I don't even think I finished that worksheet. Um but that's something I remember pretty vividly and it's just like Ugh. <laughs> you right. know and um when I traced it back until like other times in my life I realized that's where my my anxiety kind of started to form around like the subject of math and stuff like that so in in different instances in my you know young adult life and in my teenagehood I would always get anxious when it came to this particular subject and so something that seems small you know kind of sticks with you and it grows because had she handled that situation a little differently and had someone been paying enough attention to me to let me know that I had a, a, a slight learning disability then mm-hmm. it would have been a whole different experience so it's just small stuff like that the other one I thought about was um school again <laughs>
2: Good education. All
1: education, right? You, you, either you're going to sink or you're going to swim when it comes to right. social interactions. <laughs> so we had like a, um, a opposite day, and I dressed up like a guy. I didn't come from a particularly um, financially well off background. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I just put Dang. together whatever I thought, guys. Whatever I could do. find. Whatever right. I could find, really. So this guy, he said something to me. He was always picking on people, and I said something back to him, and he basically told me that I looked like a bum because um, of my shoes and all this uh, different. It was just horrible.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just me for memes' sake.
1: Right, but that's when I realized that was one of my first experiences with being shamed financially, Mm -hmm. Um, and that that particular thing continued continued on in my my young adult life as well. So. I just encourage people to think about those first experiences with learning how to be ashamed of something that was outside of your control because you'll see the ways it shows up in your life um, further down the line. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> how did you handle, like, your experience moving forward?
2: Girl, <laughs> I keep saying that because it's, just, it's weird to me because I, it's only when I hit high school was I able not to... Um, let it affect me as much
0: mm-hmm.
2: as in like quick response being angry about it duh, 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 duh. but it still took me well after high school to unpack and dis- um disable the internalized shame the internalized um restrictions i had put on myself thinking i was already like at the level i was there i was peaked, but um i didn't handle it well to to make it short <laughs> like Anchor management was bad for me. Uh, I still was a very effeminate kid. And my voice sounds deepish now, but like it was still very high, still very the way I spoke, the way I did things. It was just like, oh, why put some bass in your voice? Why don't you act manly? Why don't you do da right. I'm like, and the thing was, it, it was always contradicting contradicting what was happening because like, oh, hang out with the guys, blah, 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 blah. But when I'm at home, Y'all leave me alone. The only people who talk to me are my sisters
0: mm. or my
2: aunties, is my mom when she's not working. The only people who paid attention to my artwork or my stories or anything is women. I've never had a positive experience with a male up to like maybe, I want to say to high school, middle school. I'll say halfway through middle school. That was my first time having a positive experience with a male in my life.
1: It was always just harsh, always trying to make yeah. you
2: harden up. Right. And I'm just like, there was, I also say I was also cursed with. Being aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and being overly intelligent, not bragging. <laughs> I just had to say that.
1: Oh, no, brag because some people aren't that intuitive. Some people aren't empathetic, you know? And it's, yeah. it's a gift and a so, curse sometimes. <laughs>
2: right. But I was always aware of being overly, um, And not like super like smart like book smart but just like people smart Mm -hmm. and being able to understand certain things and even though I did have a disability I had to take um they put me like special classes Mm -hmm. so I can pick up on my reading and pick up on my speech and things of that nature but I was always in tune with other people's feelings I was always in tune um with our living situation what was really happening I never felt like a kid I always had a had a um a higher understanding of what was going on.
1: Now, do you think that was something that was natural in you? Or do you think that was because of the situations you were placed in as a child?
2: I think it's it could be a combination. However, um, a little personal story. Um, my mom had um, AIDS, full-blown AIDS, not HIV, full-blown AIDS. And when she found out, she was looking at, she was talking to my cousin, Michael, and she was looking at um, me and my siblings. And she was talking to him and was saying, I'm scared I'm not going to be able to see them grow up. Levy is so smart. I don't know what's going on with him, but some reason, like he's just, he gets it. He's more right. advanced. He's this, he's that. And she was scared that she wasn't going to be able to see me grow up. Mm-hmm. So it seems to, with hearing stories from my family members, it seems to add, be that I've always been this way. I've always been creative, I've always been like smart, I've always been into other people's emotions. Right. But Can I ask I- a
1: question? I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But, yeah. How had how did the stigma of your mother having like AIDS, how did that stigma affect you? Cause I know it has to be had to be some kind of shame there that she experienced. Do you think that affected you any?
2: I wouldn't necessarily the one time it actually affected me was when she told us for the first time. She told me my eldest brother for the first time, David. How old were you? I <sighs> had you just a little bit before 10. Okay. So maybe nine or eight okay and we were in a car um we were coming from toys rs and she told us that hey i am wow it's so so weird how vivid
1: it is it right is. now
2: like how it came back like she had blonde braids and everything it's not a story let like, just get to it. Um,
1: it it is fine you take your time it's yeah. a conversation
2: yeah because um we were um i think i was in goshen elementary yeah, Goshen Elementary was the school, um, elementary school we were in, and we had, we always came down to North Carolina for the summertime, mm. and so this was a time we were going back to, um, Maryland. No, it was right before we went to North Carolina for the summer. Okay. Because it was around my birthday time, so it was getting close. That's why we went to towards R.S., and she was driving, David was in the front seat and I was in the back seat, and she was like, y'all, I have, um, I have HIV. I think it was HIV or AIDS. I think it was AIDS at the time. Um, I have AIDS. And I was making a joke because I didn't understand the severity of the situation. I was like, oh my gosh, don't touch me. You had learned
1: how to shame others from somebody.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, don't touch me. And then she she... She held back her tears, but I felt the pain. Right. And she was she was just like, see, this is why I didn't want to tell you guys how so scared you would have acted a certain way. And David, his dumbass, I can't stand my eldest brother. Well, <laughs>
1: there you have it. <laughs>
2: right. Just so you know, you know, he was just being quiet, he was being nonchalant, he wasn't saying anything because mm-hmm. that's just how he is. By the way, he's a misogynistic, um, um, flat earth believer, anyways. But you know, we're working on our <laughs> relationship. Anywho, but back to my mother. I grabbed her on her arm while she was driving. I was like, mommy, I was joking. I love you. Like, this doesn't, this doesn't affect me. This doesn't change anything. I love you to death. And she's like, yeah, I was just worried. And I was just like, i cry." My mom was like, I'm not even crying. I'm like, mommy,
0: please.
2: Right. Yeah, like the severity of STIs and STDs didn't hit me until I got Older Because mm-hmm. the whole situation of sex and understanding what that is didn't happen. Well, uh, I didn't g- get it until I started having sex. And right. I didn't understand the severity of the situation until I started getting educated.
1: Oh, that's most people. Like it's yeah, right. straight, not straight. We all just sometimes we've a lot of us are just lucky (laughs)
2: yeah a lot of us are just lucky
1: because we have the opportunity to educate ourselves after we've already had multiple experiences because if we're honest a lot of our experience come when we're young I lost my virginity when I was 18 and wow outside of Mm -hmm. um with formal education you know I had people in my family who was like oh yeah you can come to me whenever and when I came to them then they were having a they were like why would you want to lose it right <laughs> like, and so at this point I just decided to make a decision for myself not being fully informed and so you right. make mistakes sometimes and so hopefully as this generation is coming up we're doing a better job of educating those yeah who are um coming up after us
2: and making a through line for communication, it's so important Mm -hmm. when you're raising kids or whatnot. If you have to learn to, if this is the type of parent you're going to be, you have to learn to let the kids have a way to come to you safely. Mm -hmm. Because I would have loved to know that I felt a part of my family, that felt like I would go to someone to have a conversation. Because like, even though you speak it, oh, blah, 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 blah. It's in your actions. I have a little cousin. I'm not going to name her name just in case she hears this. Love you, girl. Um, but she has to have, like, she just tells everything up and down, no matter what happens. And she feels unsafe. She says it. And so what we all, as my siblings and some of our cousins, we like, no one, if tt tells you something, don't go telling everybody. She we have to make sure she stays comfortable expressing the truth all the time. Right. Because we all know how it is to feel stifled and silenced to the point where even if you know you're, you're not silent, you keep doing it.
1: Right. Or to lose trust because you and did trust, trust somebody yes. and then they chose to tell everybody in the family or everybody at work, and now everybody know your business. So now you decided I'm not gonna tell them, I'm not gonna open up anymore i'm not going to trust anybody else to share you know my thoughts or my secrets with or my issues
2: right i never understood that i don't know if it's just a black family thing or uh, just a family thing is to tell your child's business to everyone but do it while they're around
0: <laughs> that's almost
2: like like y'all really like me at school what eight hours a day you couldn't wait
1: until I was gone, gone. So, that way,
2: so that way I can you guys can be talking about it and I'm not around but right. the minute I'm around y'all get quiet about it no you continue to shame the kid mm-hmm. after the situation
0: yeah
2: and that, it's just so wild it's so wild and there's a lot of stuff with the shame that is under the guise of this is what is right this is what parenting is this is what the church says this is what they're, they're, like it's Held up not only. Ooh, sorry, Mike. Not held up. I mean, um, it's held up not only in the family household, but in societal and these social groups that are meant to be for trust, that are meant to be for um, help and things that nature. It's yeah. built up to be tre- to treat them like this, to treat people like this. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: We've normalized a lot of things that yeah that honestly holds us back. So, I'll switch gears and I'll ask you in what ways have you shamed others <laughs> deep breath I... I, you want me to go first oh okay I'm trying to think okay what? how have I shamed others I think I've told the story before but it still bothers me to this day so I was young and I had this guy that I was dealing with and
0: mm-hmm. he
1: made a comment with, it was, he was being an asshole in the, minute, on, in the right. moment um he made a comment about this other girl that he was interested in. And I was just like I just busted wide open for you yesterday. <laughs> like, right. You just in the my faith, My response was like to basically slut shame this girl. I was like why well, her she be around and I, it was yeah. not my best moment at all. And immediately after I said it I felt horrible I still feel horrible even though I'm a totally different person Person. I would never do that now but it's just like I've shamed other I've shamed other women for being free in their sexuality at some point in my life and now I'm that woman you know that wants to be free in her expression and wants to be free in her sensuality and wants to be free in her womanhood so that's one vivid way that I know that I have shamed someone. I know there are many other ways. Um, yeah, I have to think on that one. I'm going to have to come back and circle back around because I know there's some other ones. There. Right. There,
2: for me, there's way too many to count. But I want to say that I have a habit of being honest without kindness. Oh, yes. so you
1: want those people like I'm, I'm just blunt, but but you use it as a bad No, honor you're, a
2: of- you're a bitch. You're a bitch. Let's cool it out. You're a bitch. And you need to stop because no one asked you to be that rude. Yeah. No, it, was, it was it was one of my defense mechanisms because um even though I know I can fight, it's just like um there's a lot of things that I'm fighting with that I've always been fighting with, it's my masculinity and what defines it. Mm-hmm. And so I never felt, one, I never felt defended. No one's defended me. I never felt um, strong. I never felt manly. So I went to your ways of expressing that anger or de- um, deflecting or defending myself, which happens with a lot of homosexual um, males, at least in my experience. Right. And there was this one quote that I heard from the show Big Mouth. I've heard it before, but I heard it from the show Big Mouth. And it says, um, being an asshole is not a personality trait
1: it's not
2: (laughs) being a bitch is not a personality trait and if you're gay being a bitch is not your personality you have issues that's what your personality is now you need Mm -hmm. to fix that and so like there's a lot of times where I've shamed um I shame people for sleeping around and I slept around. I'll shame people for if they if their hair won't done, if they smelled this type of way, da da. And mm-hmm. it's just like I did it around people or around other gay people or just around people in general who I thought were cool, da 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 to give myself some type of coolness. Boost.
1: Yeah, some boost. Right, boost. Yeah. Because
2: I'm like a arts, I've always been an artsy kid. Um, always been talked way too much in mm-hmm. my own world, created so much, and I'm just like I, I'm nerdy. I'm ner. I'm nerdy or geeky. One of those. One of the two. But I was in that realm of type of fat. Didn't know Had no real swag. Couldn't really control. Like I. I was just I was like, let me find some type of way to get coolness. And I was such a sensitive kid even back then. Like I was so sensitive, but I was treating people or that was your armor. Right, right. That, right. I was, that refle- was your
1: armor, yeah.
2: Right. I was reflecting the hate that was given to me. And yeah. I was just reflected it back because I had no safe realm other than my own mind. Mm. Like at home, people bullied me. At school, like my sisters, my brothers, not my mom because she was always working, but like my stepfathers, um cousins, aunties, uncles, like. Always, I had nowhere safe to be truly who I was but in my own mind. So, whenever I went out and I even got like a pinch of feeling disrespected or a pinch of feeling Um, any of the the insecurities I'm feeling, I just let
1: loose, yeah, Yeah. let loose in a way that you couldn't in your family, and that makes a lot of sense. We all do that. Oh, well, not all, but a lot of us do Mm -hmm. when you haven't healed properly and you hold all that stuff in, and then you go out in the world and you know the world is going to challenge you. Sometimes they get the response that you wish you can give the others yeah. who are a little bit closer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I do get that. Um, what have you learned about yourself from the ways that you've been shamed?
2: Wow. Uh, I've <laughs> learned. No, no. It's just wow because I thought about all the answers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's always when you speak them to someone else that they yeah. hit different. Yeah, Because I'm the type of person who has a lot of conversation with myself, almost like unhealthy to a
1: certain... To no, a... I talk to myself all the time. It's nothing unhealthy about it.
2: Do you answer the way I be answering? I, I do. Be, I, I'm on the phone with my friend. I'm just like, Layton, really? You want to do that? Well, I just did it. She's like, do y'all need a room? <laughs> Are y'all good? Do y'all need to call back? Because I'm just like, especially now with my mind being such a, not a dark place, but a very rough place right now, it's mm-hmm. better for me to have the thoughts out, out
1: loud. of mm-hmm. my mind
2: versus inside because they tend to get misconstrued by my um, inner saboteur, yeah. as the um, drag queen say. Instead of my inner saboteur, I'm just having it outward so that way he has nothing to say.
1: Yeah.
2: But I like, get <laughs> Yeah. I've changed because I do it now in um, my relationships or when, speaking of one, if, if you want to talk afterwards, I could tell you about a current relationship drama that's just crazy. Oh, honey,
1: we'll get, we we'll, we can add that to the the second segment and talk about relationships and how <laughs> shame, shame right. manifests maybe.
2: <laughs> right, you know. but um, like I tend to try to act more masculine than I am. I tend to try to deepen my voice more than I normally do. Mm-hmm. I tend to try to be stiff, to be less, because I'm just like, I'm ashamed that I'm not, me, myself is not man enough or the feminine parts of me is not okay to display. No one's gonna want that. And it plus me already being heavier set now. I used to be a lot thinner, but I'm heavier set now. It's just like, I'm trying to grasp that straws of stuff that someone might like of me. And I know how my community works in the third, So I tend to change the way I present myself to try to feel like someone's gonna like me that way. And even though I am, I've am, i grown so much from the beta version of me, mm-hmm. the shame still has changed me to do that in certain aspects. But like mm-hmm. I, in a positive way, shame has caused me to look in myself and i started to realize once i realized what shame what the shame was in me mm-hmm. i started to tear out certain things started to think about it like hey that's not what you do cuz i'm trying my ultimate goal in life is to get back to the original latent.
1: yeah i like i love that because i feel i feel the same way as far as um, shame goes for me I've been shamed for the color of my skin I've been yeah. shamed for the, the, the Frame of my body being small I've yeah. been shamed for the gap in my teeth I've been shamed for The lack of finances uh, We didn't have when I was Growing up <laughs> So I've been shamed and, and I got to a point In my life where I was just like You try to fix things You try to make them look good so people don't Shame you and then you get to a point where you're just like I can't fix any of this I can't what do you want me to do? bleach my skin right <laughs> what do you want me to do I can I ain't got no money for shoes let alone ass injections so
0: period what do you, what
1: do you, what do you want me to do so I, I was fairly young when I realized I'm just like okay you can shame me like and what I've learned about myself from that shame is that I'm I'm resilient and then I'm yeah. actually a good person at my core because having to be stripped down and I, I didn't have all those things to hide behind. I didn't have the clothes. I didn't have the shoes. I didn't have the pretty privilege as is known in society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I, I get you. I get you. Because know, I'm my self-image. Yeah. OK, listen.
2: But, uh, not, not, I'm the baddest bitch in the room. OK, but. you can't tell me. <laughs> right. But as far as
1: um a, on a societal lens, especially being younger, Um, I have all those things to hide behind so I had to deal with myself or either I was going to bury myself under things that you know were fake and so I came face to face with who I was early on and it allowed me to to kind of figure myself out you know and I feel like a lot of that adversity um, just kind of built on itself and it made me who I am today and I'm not saying it was all good (laughs) <laughs> at all because I did get to a point where okay well if I can't be the pretty girl if I can't be the the popular girl that has the nice clothes then I'm gonna be the good girl so the good girl yeah. she just takes anything you right? right she she's always kind she's always nice she never shows her anger you know she she's thankful that some guy wants her so she's sticking around right. after even you know though it might be emotionally abusive oh or not beneficial God. I'm telling you it it was there.
2: That oh. specifically, it's just, not to interrupt, but that's specifically, <laughs> no, no, good. the whole good person being the good, being a responsible one, being the one people could turn to mm-hmm. person, it just hits different because it, it's crazy because what we real what we learn to realize and what I've learned to realize is, but I am the cute one.
1: But I but am, I am
2: the good one. <laughs> no, like not, not even like a um, cockiness, even though cockiness is great, but like in a, <laughs> in the actuality because there yeah. is 70 there is 7 billion people on this world
0: mm-hmm.
2: and there's so many people's views and stuff like that and not even saying like oh I'm but ugly and like someone might like beauty is not for and then someone might just like how I'm ugly I'm like no I'm actually attractive
1: right
2: I'm actually okay there's mm-hmm. parts of me and all of me is it's acceptable it's awesome it's great it's just I've chosen through people, through society, things like that, to really believe that I'm not, Mm -hmm. that I'm less than what I am. And I have to. Well, if I'm not this, I'm going to go here. No, but you are that.
1: You've been shamed to believe that you weren't. And so when you realize that you are, it's like like, that kind of confidence. Nobody can take away from you. You've been shamed to the point where someone has told you that you're not desirable. Nobody wants you nobody believes in you nobody you know what i'm saying when you've been broken yeah. down to that level and you pick yourself back up nobody can't tell you
2: <laughs> nothing <laughs>
1: nothing
2: the so that's person, where i'm at yeah already. the main person i fight with is myself back in the, uh, back oh, and yeah. forth but like overall i'm just like if one person wants me another person will
1: of course. And that's what I tell my,
2: <laughs> but that's what I tell myself. So that way I don't just keep thinking like, I have to keep compromising. I have to keep changing. I have to keep doing this. Like, No, if one person wants you, someone else will.
1: Or I've someone gotten else. to the point where it's like, I want me. I would True. date someone Very, like me. I would celebrate right. someone like Very me. That too. And so because I like me, because I love me, I know it's possible, but somebody else might see all these wonderful things that are inside me and be able to do those things as well. Right. So, yeah. Okay, what in recent news stood out to you when it comes to shame? It could be pop news or no, world news. Like
2: I'm trying to think because you know I'm a pop. I I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no. Um, there was something specific that just happened. Like little Nas X. Oh,
1: that's a good one.
2: Hi, <laughs> man. Ooh, that that's behind. a that's
1: a whole that's that's layers to that
2: one yeah but i'm gonna just go on a, a little delicate layer of shame okay delicate layer because there was a conversation where um i think i think we're having a drill or i one of the balls um bars wow that's an ugly land um but like it was they talked about how um his father watched the video and it was tough for him to get through and da, 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 but he's like proud of him and he's in that nature mm-hmm. and I was just like because they were talking about how um, they were shaming him for it for being too gay for being blah 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 for messing with Christianity which is mm-hmm. something else this, there are so many layers to the music video but anyways I was just like one y'all looking at it as a gay thing why the father struggled to watch it his son was doing sexual things on a video Mm-hmm. Any parent, well, most parents will find a problem watching their child do something sexual, right? but they just added it to it being gay and toss it aside. It's like, no, Beyonce's mother will still have a problem with doing her, her doing something, her daughter doing something sexual because that's her baby girl. Parents tend not to see their child as an adult. Like, like they still respect them, but like overall, mm-hmm. it's like, that's my baby. Right so i was just like that whole shame thing like oh yeah see even he had a problem with it like he was struggling i was like his son was grinding
1: so that was attributed to him being a gay man, gay man. Of him being a creative
2: right and him <laughs> just doing something sexual and your right. parent don't want to watch you have sex so like and so, so they just attributed and they tossed it aside as him being homosexual and that's the problem and i was just like that's Another form of you shaming and a little pit, just a sprinkle of homophobia behind like the um the iceberg of big homophobia you have, but just a sprinkle, I'm just like he's more than just a gay person. Mm-hmm. There's more than, yes, it's part of us, but you don't, you don't toss around that you're straight. You know what I mean? Right. You're not because they don't focus on you being straight as in your work mm-hmm. with gay people. No matter what we do, and no matter what a- aspect we do, gay is the thing they focus on. Oh, he's great for a gay rapper. Oh, he's great for a gay actor. Duh, 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 duh. Why not the talent come first? Why not the human come first? But these identifiers, so they can know where, where to place you, where to put you, where to shame you, where to belittle you, where to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's it that's just an example of learning. <laughs> Like I said, I. You better speak
1: it though. No, you're fine. You are perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, I was listening to a couple of different podcasts, and of course, when the video came out, it was all over everywhere. everywhere. It was just like, even I had to to check myself because for me, I was like, okay, my reaction was like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> he grinded on the devil. What's going on? So I had to check myself. I'm like, okay, why are you uncomfortable? That's usually why I ask myself, why are you uncomfortable? I was like, well, because of the imagery. It was just like, what's the message, though? So then when I, once I actually looked at, you know, the responses I actually read, I actually looked at it, and I was just like, this is beautiful. Now, granted, <laughs> this is not something I would want to watch every day. It's a lot to take in. But the creativity behind it was in was, the imagery was, as a creative, it was just gorgeous to me. Yeah, the message was there. You know, it was clear if you are re- willing to actually look at what he was trying right. to say. Um, but people will use anything to shame you for whatever they want to shame you for. They right. will look at what you do as evidence on why you deserve to be shamed in the way that they want to shame you. And so, <laughs> oh,
2: an- another good example, really quick, not mm-hmm, to you off. No, you good. But with the um. um, With the um, both of them. But first, I want to speak on George Floyd. No, not George Floyd. The man who just recently was um shot, where she meant to um pull out her taser. Her
1: taser, yeah,
2: yeah. Not believing that you've been on force too long. It's the left and right hip, right? Left and right hip. Mm -hmm. That's not even if, even if I whoa. Okay. You feel it. You look at it. You look at it because you hold your weapon. This is the perfect, like, this is the way you hold your weapon. You hold your You see it. Okay. That makes sense. This is not it. Put it away. Pull out the other one. But the way people are trying to shame him, saying, well, he's a drug dealer or he had these charges against him, da-da-da-da. One, even guilty, deserves due process.
1: I have to tell people this often. I'm like, y'all... okay, I don't care what pictures you dig up, what, what muck shots you dig up. I don't care because at the end of the day, what we're saying is because this person has a past that they de- didn't deserve to get murdered for something that was routine or something that wasn't in imminent, they weren't in imminent danger. You know what I'm saying? They weren't right. putting the officer in imminent. So you're saying that because of someone's past,
2: And And they they might not be a sparkling,
1: perfect person. That's why I'm just like, there is no perfect, there's going to be no perfect victim. They did the same thing with George Floyd. They did the same thing with Trayvon Martin. They're going to do the same thing to the next person. I hate to say it, that that passes away at the hands, or that gets murdered at the hands of a cop. And it's just like, we know that they do this. They try to shame us for being human, for doing the same thing that their kids are probably doing in their garage.
2: Right and it is crazy to me because it bleeds into um because basically it's protecting of the the promising white man, the promising blossom blah, blah 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 but it bleeds into so many other avenues oh, she's promiscuous she's wearing that um she crop top it. She it. oh she deserved it <clears throat> oh, well, he should have complied he should have did this he should have did that like it's just like yeah. And then it's weird to me, especially when I hear it from people who are practicing organized religion, I'm just like, but what if your God that you preach about said that about you? Mm-hmm. The same thing you on your pulpits when you say, thank God, God I didn't judge me about what I went through.
1: This is what, the, but then you but judge somebody else and persecuting them for their imperfections.
2: Sounds like you're part of the people and you sound like the people who, um, who judged Jesus and who were like, oh no, we're the good Christians. He's not, he's not Jesus. He's not coming out. Oh, we need to, oh, he's, he's gathering too many people. People are coming to God. Too many people are coming to God through him. We can't do that. Let's get rid of him. Mm -hmm. You sound like those people. Yeah. Like, don't, and like, I can go in about the Bible. We're not. Oh no,
1: we're gonna, we're gonna get
2: there. We're gonna (laughs) get there. I have so many thoughts, but overall, (laughs) I'm just like, you don't see the mirror
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that's reflecting back at you but you're looking at the little the little crack on the counter and shaming that you don't see that the mirror is already shattered you don't see that but you're focusing on this little crack so that way you want to look at yourself Mm -hmm. so that way you can feel okay because you are honestly you're questioning whether your salvation is yours now whether you have it
1: I think people do that often. And that that is one of the things that stems from that shame, because it's easy for you to look at someone else and say, you're not perfect. Point out their flaws because, it, like you said, it distracts from your own and it makes you feel like you're doing something in relation to that salvation. Right. So if I can't fix the things in me, if I can't fix my own imperfection, at least I can judge someone else. At least I can tell them they need to fix theirs. Right. So <clears throat> one of the things i thought about when i thought about that question in recent news how i've seen shame was um i don't even know the girl her name is what cory lorey or something cory cory ray cory cory mm-hmm. or something anyway she's she, i saw a video of her she's very small frame I, she might be a stripper or a dancer or something she had on something you know some little outfit she had on and in the comments people were just like you need to gain weight you, you look like a little boy. You look like a seven-year-old. You need to eat something. And these are the same things I've heard all my life. So the conversation when it comes to body shaming, and I'm going to do a, a whole episode on that, it, it gets real messy because it's one thing to, to say something about fat shaming because it is a thing. We know it is a yeah, thing. but When
2: scary. it comes to
1: shaming women who are slim or are skinny it's a whole nother conversation where it's just like that is just as damaging now we have privilege yeah but it is damaging to tell someone that their body is not good enough in any form
2: in its natural state it's not in its
1: natural state You're, you're telling someone that they need to do more to be more appealing to you because right now they're not good enough and so I saw a lot of support, um, which made me feel better because I was just like, at least people are starting to get it. A lot of support in right. her favor for people being be like, you know, this is body shaming. And so I think that's another conversation we need to have was like, I've been around friends and I've been around family and they've made these comments to me and I've started to... <laughs> older me (laughs) you're not gonna talk to me to (laughs) go
2: right period
1: because while you sitting there and i know people it comes from a place of them not being happy in their own skin either so Mm -hmm. it's just like i'm sorry that you're looking at me and you have a difficult time imagining getting to or living in this kind of a body (laughs) you know uh, you have your own struggles but that doesn't give you the right to shame someone else for something they can't control exactly how do you think social media teaches us how to shame ourselves in in each other
2: okay so I'm gonna speak on um you know Instagram models of that nature because it's already built into our society to be um to be pencil thin or to be the hourglass figure or whatnot so Mm -hmm. there's also tons of layers of shame in that of where um you have to be this. You have to be um, edited photos of people. Edited photos of like okay. That's the standard. That's what you have to be. If mm. you're not Caucasian, curvy, and an exotic, oh, looking. the
1: exotic,
2: black adjacent, black adjacent fashion Nova think of, website, right? right exactly. <laughs> then you're not. You're not the status quo. Like that. Like that's the obvious thing, the shame. Mm. But I think I want. I want to talk about is cancel culture.
1: Okay.
2: And how. There's shame to get rid of a person, but not shame for correction and redemption.
1: Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages, customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. You can also message her on her business page at Danny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at Spadanny LLC. You can also book online at com. That's experience.com Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. Okay.
2: Not saying that everyone or every situation deserves, uh, deserves to be like gets redemption or exception type situation. I do believe in consequences for your actions. Whether mm-hmm. your platform's taken away or things of that nature, you need to pay for your actions.
1: So, Boosie uh, don't need no platform. He need to have his Instagram taken permanently for Mark oh, Zuckerberg.
2: <laughs> oh, wasn't that wait? Was it? Wasn't he the news? Was he the news reporter that had the strippers in the background? I'm not that good with hip hop artists. No, not.
1: no, Boosie. <laughs> Boosie has been known to make a lot of. Uh, homophobic comments he's one of those like personalities that a lot of people look at for like entertainment purposes gotcha but um i think a couple of months ago he got his instagram taken away from him for the things that he had said and and done and then he made another one and got that one taken away too so it's just like you know when you have people that are extremely problematic um that are spreading this information like it, I'm perfectly fine with them being canceled on some capacity. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like then, especially if it's being addressed to them, and they go, "Well, this, I hate the well, this is how I am, or this is how I raise." Oh,
1: if you don't fix yourself,
2: <laughs> or like, or I'm, or the I'm old situation. That oh no. yeah,
1: because when you get for, old, you can do what you want to say, what you want
2: nah, to. Nah, for me, um, for that specific situation. If there's not growth, if there's not change, take away his platform, take away his um, his social media voice to reach the masses and mm-hmm. spew out the hatred. I believe in that. With the whole situation of being old, you have lived long enough on this earth to grow some type of substance. If you're telling me you've been here for 72, 65, 54 years and have not grown as a human being, then no. Those are some very
1: specific numbers.
2: (laughs) First things that came to my head. First things that came to my head, I promise.
1: He's talking to somebody.
2: (laughs) No, No, but I'm just saying, then you, the couple, I want to say, um, perfect example. Um, don't hate me, people who are listening. I still love Dolce Cat. Fight me about it. Um, no, no.
1: I like Dolce Cat too.
2: (laughs) Right. But it was a situation that occurred about her being on the webcam saying that, Mm -hmm. um, she, um, was saying the n-word hard er or that they were saying that they hate black people on the webcast which isn't true she they weren't saying they hate black people they were being respect very respectful for doja cat but doja cat was trolling and she probably shouldn't have done that but they talked they talked about how she said she hated her hair her hair type
0: mm-hmm.
2: said she hated her 4c hair and that um and, like, she didn't have a real good connection with her father, who was black. I think her mother was white. Mm-hmm. And so there was, like, oh, Doja Cat needs to be canceled. She hates herself. She hates yeah. being black, blah, 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 I'm just, like.
1: I remember that.
2: I'm, like, <laughs> one, I know black girls who say they hate their hair type because it's so hard to manage. I Like, it, it's just something that happens. Like, I've said it multiple times. I hate my hair. <laughs> but I'm not famous. I don't have a platform. Mm-hmm. I love being black. I love being who I am. But sometimes I do hate things about me. It doesn't mean I hate being black. It's just, that's what we do. That's what we say. That's what people right. do. I but cancel,
1: uh-huh. I'm sorry. I think cancel culture is a lot harder on women too, because Absolutely. you have her saying, you know, a few things one time, and I think she's she's doing good because she's talented. She's able to kind of move past it. You still have yeah. people try to bring it up every so often. But then you have other artists who should not be named, but we will say their initials are CB.
2: Hey, they're named. <laughs> hey, they Well,
1: it's even a lot more than, you know, just a few ha- who have made anti-black statements, who have yeah. made colorist statements, who often put it in their lyrics
2: and their music and
1: their music <laughs> in their craft and it's just like
2: Part of their brand.
1: y'all might have a little conversation here but y'all don't cancel them same people the same way it's just like what are we doing right so i i agree with that i do think that there's levels to like the cancel culture like you could can be canceled temporarily <laughs> and then you know you'll get your little black card back or something but um yeah, I do agree that sometimes and we know that social media is an exaggeration of emotions a lot. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes you'll see it take a ugly turn. Warm. And instead of being constructive, it'll just be full-blown criticism and shame instead of it being a conversation where, you know, you can learn something, you can grow. Because I do think it's important for us to give ourselves as well as others a chance to, to make mistakes and then grow from it.
2: Yeah, totally grace. Great. Right. Yeah.
1: How do you interact with those who openly shame others?
2: I don't. No, <laughs> no, no. it, it honestly it de- which is I I know it's kind of bad, but it honestly depends on the person's relationship with me, mm-hmm. on how that approach them. I will speak up, same. but how I how I speak up changes on how, how that person's relationship is for me.
1: The same. Um, I had a situation a couple of days ago. I often run into stuff. <laughs>
0: right. Just
1: because, you know, south and my. Period. And yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so there
1: were two men kissing on the television. And someone very close to me was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know why they got to put this on everything. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like what just do just you ha- mean? Uh-huh. I was like, what do you mean? And they was just like, I don't have a problem with it. But it's just, they they just put it on everything, like. You know, they don't have to. They're it's like they're pushing an agenda, and so at this point, I was just like, or they could just be representing something that's always been there, and they they didn't say anything, you know. And I knew at that moment that hopefully, you know, I didn't want to have have to have a whole conversation because I'm just like I I'm still learning stuff myself. I'm I'm not equipped to have a full blown conversation with you. I don't. I'm I'm too tired to try to have it with you. (laughs) Right. 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 but hopefully i can spark some kind of thought in your mind to to just say hey black person because it was another black person
2: hey, oh black i knew person. i knew i can hear i can hear it in your tone i can hear you
1: because <laughs> I, mean, I have to, to talk that you know sometimes our people hey black person who wants to be seen and represented maybe <laughs> it's the same thing <laughs> and,
2: because it's it's weird to me Cause I the whole agenda thing and blah blah, a blah, blah, I'm just like, we exist too.
1: Did Regardless. <laughs> Regardless of whether they show or not.
2: Right. Like people who you get your fast food from, people who you grocery shop, the things that made your couches, made your clothes, we've we exist. Mm-hmm. We always exist. And it's not all they in everything because there's a game, there's n- nine times no 10 times out of 10 there's a gay person in your life whether they were close to you or not you're going by a gay person a, per- a gay person is involved in your in life. your
1: families like and I was, I was i will speak from right mind. we had so many people so many people in my family who i know they were gay or they were lesbian we mm-hmm. never talked about this.
2: Because it's not... They
1: never openly chose right. to be with their partners. They never really... I think we we have one. I have a, a older cousin who lives in her truth. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I know we've had so many others. Could you see them?
2: They and don't you want to be how they
1: carry them, And they don't. And I had to have a painful conversation. And I know we're not on the uh, segment two, but we might as well go ahead and get in a conversation. Just go ahead and bounce it to her. So, <laughs> I have an co- older cousin. She she's a little bit older than me. We we're like the same age. We came up together. I love her dearly. And she moved away and we kind of lost contact or whatever. And you know, through social media I saw that she was going through different phases in her, you know, expression of her sexuality. And so she wasn't coming home anymore. And the last time she came home, I was just like I had to hit her up when I went into her town. And then she kind of ghosted me
2: yeah
1: and I was just like yo I was really upset I would want to see you like what happened to you we had been talking about getting up we had been talking about seeing each other and you ghosted me like that really hurt my feelings and she was just like I just wasn't ready to have you see me this way and it broke my heart I'm like zero it broke my heart because I was just like I know how our family is but I would never I love you like Whatever that entails, I love you. But to know that we learn to be ashamed of who we naturally are based on how we were raised to be ashamed of certain things or based on how society has taught us to shame ourselves, that it disconnects us from people who truly love us. It's just it's it's crazy. And I know that's the experience with so many people because it's hard to kind of go back in your family and change their mindset. You know, you have to have open-minded people who are ready to have those uncomfortable conversations. And a lot of times, you know, our older family members aren't ready to do so. So that was just one thing I thought about and just, yeah. yeah. But that's how I address, <laughs> that's how I um, interact with, with those who would try to shame. Cause I'm just like, these are the reasons why people don't come home when you see stuff on TV or when you hear music or when you have these opinions and you just so openly express them. And then we have kids in our family. You don't know how their sexuality or how their gender identity is going to manifest. So already before they get a chance to figure themselves they out, they already you,
2: know who you are.
1: They already know who they you are know. and how and so to like, interact how around you.
2: Always adapting. Cause the thing that kills me with the whole um agenda thing, I'm just like, in every tv show in every movie every podcast every animation there's always a straight person being represented mm-hmm. there has never been a time where a straight person has not been represented there's never been a time where a straight person was oppressed because they were straight and so when they go like oh the agenda is like how's there? how is this an agenda but the straight agenda isn't
1: so i had listen to this other podcast it's called backseat driver i don't know if you listen uh-huh. to it it's two gay men and they always they they'll kind of talk about the topics and i've been learning a lot just from listening to them. but one of the things they said and i don't think they originally um came up with it but they were like this idea that you can watch something or listen to something and it can make you gay is stupid it's because it, stupid because if that worked then all of these children or Teenagers or adults that identify as gay, bi, lesbian, whatever,
2: would be straight.
1: Would be straight. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is so smart because this, if that's the way it works,
2: why why didn't work for y'all? Why 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 hasn't? I'm trying. I'm trying. Why hasn't it worked?
1: Exactly. So uh, I and I I was on a, another podcast and they were saying and I was you know I listen so I can get where someone's perspective is coming right. from. It's just like well it's just it's just so much. They don't, they're putting in every show they're putting in every movie. Okay, don't right. you want your blackness to be represented in the same way? We we just had a whole movement. You know what I'm saying? A big ass movement about being represented about holding companies and productions accountable for not having black representation what makes you think that any other community doesn't want the same so you already exist whether they show it or not not so what makes this any different Mm -hmm. and so i just hope people like just take the time to like just just sit with it for a second why are you uncomfortable when you see these things why are you uncomfortable when someone presents this conversation to you? Because you might have some things you need to work through and that's okay. Because we've been that's taught fine. we've been taught that these things aren't okay. So just kind of work through that before you just immediately rush to a judgment that might not even be your own. Right. Um, how does shame become dangerous socially?
2: I think we covered it, but like when it restricts people's rights to live, it restricts people's um ability to make their income it went when shame also messes with their mental that's another one but when shame has the ability to halt someone's existence it's a problem mm-hmm. and so shame has always been a problem because someone changing who they are or adapting the shame inside of them that's already halting their existence All Right. And there's another conversation I was having with, because it kind of goes along with the George Floyd type situation, but like people who, Caucasian people, people who tend to get upset about something, we're, oh,
1: hey, Kitty. <laughs> She's always jumping in and out.
2: <laughs> right. But with them, it's like they have the ability to be upset and them being upset can end my life mm-hmm. them being inconvenienced can end my life
0: right
2: me being upset me being inconvenienced does not uh, can does not really affect anyone but when it comes to a point where your just the tiniest inconvenience can end to one's life can stop what they're doing can ruin someone's life then that's a problem
1: right and those are all based on your ideas and, and how that shame starts, right? So if you are taught, and at least from my understanding, if you are taught something is not good, it's something bad, it's something that should be shamed, right? And you mm-hmm. internalize that. Then it becomes dangerous for that other person to right. be interacting with you because how is are those beliefs going to manifest themselves? Are you going to think my life is worthless? Are you going to think that I matter? Are you going to think that I'm worthy and valuable? Take you know, mind. all these questions come into play when we think about how others' shame of us can put us in danger. So yeah, I just wanted people to, to just focus on that. How does it become dangerous internally?
2: Well, we talked about in the beginning how we tend how it makes us um hate ourselves and want to change who we are and just feel insecure about existing because we don't meet up to what we're supposed to and we mm. should be ashamed that we don't meet up to what they want us to meet up to
1: yeah it can become dangerous because some you can might can become suicidal that could yeah. be experience a lot of people can can have because then again you we're talking about things that you can't change and so when sh- people shame you for things that are not a choice but just your life just your existence Then, and you internalize that shame instead of realizing that it's full of shit.
2: (laughs) Period.
1: Period. Um, When you internalize it, then it becomes dangerous for you to just keep sitting with that every day. Because then you start regurgitating and start feeling like, hey, maybe I am not worthy. Maybe I am not good enough. And, you know, a lot of people I know have had that experience and lost their life because of it.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Let's switch a little bit. How do you see others internalize homophobia, transphobia, biphobia, all the phobia <laughs> of the community?
2: I love your questions and hate them at the same time because it they sound so simple. They really do. They sound like a, ooh,
0: Let but me then think.
2: you start to think, and you're like, wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) but one way hmm, how in our own community as in homosexual community how we internalize our own own societal's own homophobia is with the whole femme mass thing feminine or masculine and how if someone is too feminine. Oh, we don't want to be with you. We want to be with men. We don't want to be with no, no someone who's like a girl. We don't da, da 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 Or how like oh, you would decide before you like someone if they're a top or a bottom, mm-hmm. and that will be the determining factor whether you like them or not. It's just like it's it's fucked and it's weird because it's just like I thought this group or this thing was different from how society sees I thought we were we were together we're in this together because we're not the norm Mm -hmm. because we want to love who we love we want to care for who we want to care for so I thought that this would be a safe community where if I want to be with someone I want to be with someone like no matter what they present and it just turns to like well, now I have another set of standards I have to try to, which leads into what I said earlier about me, like, wanting to be more masculine and doing my voice and things out of nature. Right. Just like it's built in again for me, like, what you are is not enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Even with the people that's supposed to be your new chosen family, it's still not enough. Wow yeah it's, it's crazy man
1: that has to be the hard, a hard experience i hear i've heard conversations often about how even when it comes to you know the community that there might still be transphobia present and biphobia um, oh
2: yeah like bi being like a passing stage yeah. into um homosexuality or you can't be bi if you like Girls more than you like guys, or you can't be biased. You like guys more than you like girls. I'm just like biased there because you like both, and mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like you're being like, oh, I'm being selfish because I want both of them at the same time so That's not. Ah, that's not what it is. Right. You like both in any capacity. That's what that is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it is valid and it is um, relevant to the situation because it's just like, we tend to, in a gay community, we tend to shame people or say it's not a real sexuality or even straight community, they tend to be like, oh, well, you're being selfish, this is like, and it's like, that's not at all, that's not what it's about.
1: To be transparent, I have this conversation often and I ask myself this question in my girlfriends, I'm like, could you be with a man who identified as bisexual? Mm-hmm. And I watched how the, the when we were more ignorant, <laughs> the, right. the answer was no. And now that we're becoming more conscious, you know, years later and down the line, when we are opening ourselves up to experience and learning, um, we can't answer that question anymore. You have to experience for yourself because it's just like, how can I say I would not have an experience I've never had? <laughs> <Right>. And,
2: <laughs> and
1: especially because I, if you're still learning about something, how can you just decide it's not for you?
2: Right. And another thing is, if I sleep with someone, I'm not sleeping with their exes. I'm not asking you to tell me like, oh, you had with such and such exes. So that means you're no longer valid for me.
1: Right. I'm not asking about just your, your past sex life anyway. I'm right. The first.
2: <laughs> right. Like th- I'm not asking about your past sex life because it, right. it means nothing. Mm-hmm. because It's the same type of acceptance you want.
1: You know, especially, I might actually have been with somebody who identifies by. I might not. Know.
2: <laughs> right, because you don't, you don't know who they like, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't matter. Because especially when I think about um females or black females, I'm just like all the stigmas that are put against you guys
0: mm-hmm. about
2: if you sleep around, you're a whore, and you are unworthy of being a man, and you're fit the streets. I'm being with a man, and you're fit the streets, and you're for everybody. I'm just like. But then we continue
1: to oh yeah, we internalize it, it
2: on yeah. someone else. I'm just like, but baby, that's that's not the point. They're with you. Yeah. They're with you. The, <laughs> that's all that matters.
1: The question of masculinity comes up often in yeah. the conversations. And I'm like, it's a fair question to ask, you know, because uh-huh. as someone who understands the balance of my own masculine energy and my own feminine energy, I get that you might need something more when it comes to balancing you out when it comes to your partner however mm-hmm. just because someone identifies as bisexual doesn't mean they're not going to come with the energy for you so right again I I see the struggles but I always encourage people to just have the conversation and don't just rule something out just because you don't fully understand it have you had a conversation who with someone who is of the community who identifies as bisexual or home or um, homosexual? homosexual. Or transsexual? Uh, have you had these conversations to know or to have an informed oh, opinion? <laughs> trans transgender
2: transgender. Yeah, because sexuality and gender is different. Got you. It's I'm not sorry. transsexual, transgender. No, no, you're fine. Correct
1: you're me. Wrong.
2: Correct me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, it's funny that she said that um, about them bouncing out their masculine or feminine energy because that whole connection—if you bleed back—it's how straight straight people look at gay people because they're being feminist or they're being weaker than men. Mm-hmm. And so for a woman to be like, oh, if you sit with a man, he's not going to be like a real man. So you're saying that him being feminine is weaker, but you're a woman. So like, it just, it, it goes backwards and backwards. It's, it's snake ink its own tail. It's like, so you're associating your womanhood, your femininity with weakness mm-hmm. so I just thought that I always think that's interesting it's like how the, the pre notions preconceived notions and it thinks the reasons why they hate that situation that's never really fully discussed
1: because they never really talk about it they yeah, have well, opinions informed of how, what decision they should be making and not on the decision they actually want to make because they don't have the you don't have an informed opinion, you just have an opinion based off a regurgitated information you've heard.
2: Yeah, just an opinion. That's yeah. all. Just talking outside your neck. I feel there's a multitude of reasons why they're scared. Um, of, um, accepting of oneself, their mm-hmm. own sexuality, and whether um, they feel like they're on the spectrum or not. Um, fearing what they don't fully understand. Um, hatred for people fully fully expressing who they are and who they want just being able to fully express yourself right. even though we are we do have restrictions in the lg LGBT, LGBT, wow <laughs> lgbtq plus community
1: is rubbing off <laughs> right
2: even though there is restrictions we're still more free mm-hmm. than let's say a black woman is in some situations and not saying like she um like we're stopping her from being free but she feels or they feel like they can't be free can't be fully who they are because of societal things like that and being in a group that is ostracized there's a certain level of freedom in that group that you won't experience in another group So there's also hatred of that freedom. And then plus you have the political climate with the whole AIDS epidemic, it's a gay gay disease and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. And then- um, And religion
1: still plays a part. And religion, (laughs) like there's
2: there's like a multitude of reasons. So I I don't have a fixed theory on one yet, but Mm -hmm. I do believe all of them are contributing factors to why people are scared of the LGBTQ plus.
1: I believe fear is often what kind of fuels shame
2: true
1: because it it just it's it's like you really can't have one without the other so because i don't understand you like you said then i'm gonna shame you because i can't understand you so you must be something wrong you must be be wrong you must be wrong um what would you say to those who shame unknowingly based on like covert biases and prejudices
2: stop being stupid (laughs) no because it's (laughs) in like layman's terms stop being stupid but like to have a, a um unconstructive conversation it's just like
1: how do they get to a point of knowing they're problematic though
2: i feel as though if they're not looking at finding it by themselves there's a certain amount of calling out not necessarily boastfully but certain like hey what's you you know you're wrong right Mm-hmm. You know what's going on isn't right, right? Do you not? And then it it takes. It's always going to take someone to do internal work and want to feel like what they're doing is wrong. To mm-hmm. know that what they're doing is restrictive. Right. But but for, I, it's just like it's what you're saying. It's wow. It's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No, but the things that you are saying. Why are you saying them? What's the power you have behind them? You're making these judges like that, but why are you doing that? Why are you not critically thinking?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because someone who critically thinks would know that this hurts someone else. Someone who critically thinks would like, hey, maybe they're not different. Let's figure it out. But people don't aren't learn don't learn how to critically think.
1: Right.
2: Thank you, public school. But no, no, but seriously, <laughs> like <laughs> That's the conversation for someone who is making judgments without any information, without nothing like that. Stop being scared and find out the information.
1: And please stop being afraid of being uncomfortable. You're not going to be comfortable your yeah. whole life. Thank You're just you not. That. You're just yeah. not. I tell you not like I I was like before I, we had this conversation, before I even met the outline, I was like, am I qualified to have this conversation? I've never really, you know, had such a right. conversation with someone who identifies as a homosexual or someone who identifies as a part of the community. So I just wanted to make sure that I was good. But at the same time, I was just like, I never know unless I do it
0: right you know
1: so and and if it gets to a point where you have to check me on something where you have to correct me please do it because i need to know when i'm being problematic you have to you have to sit in that stuff sometimes yeah and you have to not be afraid to to mess up and to learn like okay next time i need to do a little bit better (laughs) right
2: (laughs) you want to cloth a better way (laughs) yeah
1: so I, I think a lot of people, they just, like we say all the time, they just don't like being uncomfortable. So they avoid these conversations within themselves and with other people.
2: And then what's so scary about that, especially speaking with the um, white community is you have the luxury of um, not being uncomfortable, but that luxury can damage me.
0: Mm.
2: You being emotional, you expressing how you feel You don't ever once have to think twice. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think 10 times before they do something. Always. Well, those who are enlightened and those who understand. But even then, even before then, code switching, things of that nature. Oh,
1: yeah. I do that at work.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm, Right. (laughs) I know, but we have to think so much we have to analyze the situation you have to understand where we are and what we can do and what can happen yeah. so we can't we don't have to especially black women like mm-hmm. black men, yeah right before our black man where we treated like dogs out here the black women especially
1: mm-hmm. don't
2: have the luxury to express being uncomfortable so if you have oh the- yeah we can't
1: show anger we we only supposed right. to be helpful we also only supposed to be kind we're only supposed to be good All the happy stuff.
2: (laughs) Right. So, if you have that luxury, any person, Caucasian or not, if you have that luxury, then you need to think about your actions. Mm
1: -hmm. Straight or not?
2: Straight or not? If Mm -hmm. you have the luxury to express your emotions freely and nothing happened to you, then you need to think about your actions and what they do to affect people.
1: Because you have some kind of power and privilege. You
2: have power.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree. So the last question I'll ask. Well, second to the last question I'll ask is um, how do you think shame manifests itself in relationships? You just you you mentioned a relationship earlier.
2: Okay, cool. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go fast because my lift is on the way.
1: Oh no, you're good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh I was recently like dead ass. Just broke up with this guy. Did I just have to cuss him out on the phone. Everything. Like one of these days, I'm gonna text you and I'm gonna fill you in. So <laughs> I'm we, fine we with that. A conversation, right? But like, I have a I have the ability to analyze people, whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad. But I have the ability to analyze people. And the so reason I was breaking up with him because I realized he, I am willing to accept the more feminine sides of myself, mm-hmm. wanting to wear more feminine clothes clothing maybe get my nails done just do more things that are considered to be taboo for men and I realized that he was nowhere close to being okay with that right the things that I say because I say some goofy out of the ball shit type situation and he goes oh you're being like a white boy you're Caucasian da 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 and whether joking or not that sent something to me mm-hmm. and so I was like okay I called him I was like hey I don't want to keep talking to you romantically like we can be friends because I feel like we would have been better friends than relationship wise Mm -hmm. but I was just like I know that you're not going to be able to accept me because of how you view these things and so I was like I am to a point and plus he didn't like holding my hand in public that's a whole other thing see
1: (laughs) you're just coming with all kind of issues sir
2: (laughs) right so I'm just like I am too old, even though he's a year older than me, I'm too old in my journey
0: Mm -hmm. to go
2: backwards. Hmm. And if I'm going to do this relationship thing, I don't want to hide who I am. And he felt comfortable being himself with me, but I never felt that. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And then he went bananas, girl. And I'll tell you that after. I was like, we can
1: catch up later, but I, right. I think, I th- I think that's important for people to understand how shame manifests. Somebody can be on their journey to acceptance and still be struggling with shame. And I think yeah. we don't realize that. That goes for any relationship. You can have a family relationship, a romantic relationship. How is that shame still showing up in your connection? Because it's possible that it's the signs are there you know are you paying attention to them so i'll end it there and i'll say i really appreciate you having this conversation with me
2: sure
1: (laughs) i hope it was a good experience
2: oh i loved it i love seeing you in your element like period i am so excited
1: (laughs) um let them know where they can follow uh find you or follow you on social media
2: Hello, podcast <laughs> listeners. No, no, no. Um, you can find me on Instagram at LG.legit. That's LG.legit on Instagram. You can find me on, let's say, Snapchat at um LG One and Only. Um, find me on Facebook, Layton Galloway. Uh, <laughs> real simple. That's the only simple one. That's but a yeah. professional one. <laughs> right. You can find me on YouTube as Layton Galloway. So we got Instagram. LG.legit, um, Facebook, Leighton Galloway, YouTube, Leighton Galloway.
1: All right. And I'll make sure I put that in my show notes for them okay, to I'll, be able to find you. I'll text it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know me. I'm your host, Kay Antoinette. And you can follow me on Instagram at Kay Antoinette underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures and visit com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or topic ideas, you can always hit me up at Gmail at all LBF at gmail.com so this has been the first installment of the it's a shame series i hope that you have been uh informed of some things that you have been asking yourselves the ways that you have shamed others and how you shame yourself possibly and that you continue to have this conversation with others so until next time we'll see you soon adios